Shallowy driving it toward the back post for Zussi, who puts it back across, and Shelton slots it home! Zussi can have a hit from here, he does, and Graham Zussi re-elect! Graham Zussi! Shallowy knocks it in! The Hungarian assassin has given Sporting KC the lead! It's Russell! This is the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Presented by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy a Michelob Ultra today. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And by Casey's own CBD American Shaman. Score yourself free samples of great all-natural CBD products at a CBD American Shaman near you. CBD American Shaman. Everything is better with the feather. Now your host, Nate Bucati. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back on video this week, so stream the video, check out the YouTube page, look at the beautiful cans of Michelob Ultra we have in front of us because it's only worth it if you enjoy it. We appreciate Michelob Ultra for supporting the show and we appreciate you for watching, listening, subscribing, and telling all your friends about it as well. To my left, I have the one and only Ali Trost, who's wearing pink, but not quite as bright of a pink as what she was rocking. It's on, Pink Week. Uh, I don't Saturday. know why. Yeah, it is Pink Week. I like that. Okay. And then uh, in, in a much more muted uh, uh, indigo blue sporting shirt on my right, we have Connell McCourt. Connell, how are you, man? I'm good, mate. I'm called back in, right wing. You know, yeah. um, we're back. The, the trio are back again. We have the same, like Daniel Shalloway coming off the bench at halftime, you know, ready yeah. to get into the game, talk some soccer. Yeah, get into the game. Gets a foot back from, uh, from the UK, too, mm-hmm. by the way. Well, Everybody, Ireland, but yeah. Ireland's not part of the UK. No, 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 no. I thought you were in Northern Ireland, which technically is, but maybe we could. Um, there's been a bit of a war. But okay, yeah, we don't need to talk yeah. about any of those things. We'll move on <laughs> from there. I'm getting way out, out of my depth on that, <laughs> on that front. On that note, uh, we got a big show coming up for you today. We're very excited because one of the newcomers for Sporting Kansas City, Willie Agata, will be joining us on the show. I had the pleasure of talking with him via FaceTime when he first was signed and was over in Nigeria, and and we were doing that to kind of give him an opportunity to introduce himself to the audience. But now we can sit down with a little more of a long-form type get-to-know-you interview with, uh, with the very effervescent striker. That was the thing that hit me right off the bat, Ali, about Willie Agata, that just even talking to him on FaceTime at the time was, man, this guy is filled with positive energy. He is. He is one of those personalities that's like infectious. His energy, you can just, it radiates anytime that you're around him. And I got a chance to talk with him a little bit more when we did the marketing shoot with him, because anytime a new player comes into the fold, you got to get all of those marketing assets that you see all over social media and in stadium and elsewhere. And so I, I got a chance to talk with him a little bit and do some of those fun, similar to your interview, like kind of quick hitter, get to know you questions. And this to me just kind of summed up uh, who Willie Agata is as a person. I asked him, if you had one superpower, what would it be? And his answer to me was not invisibility, not super speed, not the ability to fly. He said, I would just want to change everyone's minds so that everyone just loved each other. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Well, that makes my uh, superpower (laughs) choice seem very superficial and selfish. Um, So that was just, I think, a little peek behind the curtain of the type of person he is. But I think what's been even more impressive, guys, is what he's shown in flashes on the field as well. And, and of course, the game against Austin FC over the weekend was the the biggest uh, run of Willie Agata that we've gotten to see so far this season. And 
a lot of positives, a, a lot that he can build on as he continues to get acclimated with this team. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that conversation. Maybe we'll have a discussion about our superpowers, what we would have. <laughs> uh, now I'm interested in to know what uh, Ali would actually choose as her superpower, and we'll get to that in a little bit. And also we will preview an upcoming game against the L.A. Galaxy as that is the next opponent to come to town for sport in Kansas City. But, guys, let's uh, let's get to it a little bit, a recap of this past weekend. Look, we talk about Willie Agata's relentless positivity and effervescence, and, and the team needs that right now a little bit because there's not much external positivity that they can just ride right now, right? Like it was a heartbreaking game in Sacramento. We know there was going to be a big uh, – that was going to take a big chunk, a big wind out of the sa- – a big bit of wind out of the sails for the team because so much was riding on that Open Cup. Then you come back, you play Austin, and you fall 2-0. Couple big mistakes, really, in a short period of time, were what what dictated this game. The second yellow card to uh, to Cam Duke, and then of course the unfortunate mistake by John Polskamp to let the ball go through his legs. The game goes from being anybody's game to this is Austin's game to lose uh, in a moment. Some other things happen we can talk about as it goes on, but Ali, I'm curious, kind of your takeaway from what you saw in that game against Austin over the weekend? Yeah, I. It's just unfortunate, right? Because that was a game where it felt like sporting was very much in it and that it could have been a game where they came away with either a point or three points. And that's how the first half against LAFC felt as well. I I mean, sporting has kind of made it difficult on two of the league's best teams right now and and looked up for the the challenge. And then it just kind of comes down to um, some key moments. And, you know, we talked with some of the players out at training today on on Tuesday and I, I thought we got some really in, insightful and, and thoughtful responses. We talked with Felipe Hernandez and Remy Voltaire, both you know in the midfield for sporting. And Remy said it really just has kind of come down to not being as as solid on the details of the game. And those little details have, have really been the difference between where sporting is in the table this year versus not to say maybe they would have replicated the same season they had last year, but at least being higher up the table. And while you know the team's certainly not out of – the playoff race, mathematically speaking, and, and the mindset of the team right now is, you know, until that happens, they're going to, you know, look at the next game ahead and, and try to collect as many points as they can. That's going to come down to just, hey, we have to start from scratch and, and not not get hung up on, on where we're at in the table and on what happened the game prior. And it's really just trying to focus on each game and each opportunity as, hey, here's what we didn't do well this time. We can't have those mental switch offs. We can't, um, you know, be undisciplined in those key moments of the game, uh, which, you know, led to some of the mistakes that we saw against Austin FC. Easier said than done, um, but it, it's just that's kind of what it's come down to. And, and I think that's my main takeaway is just a couple of, of key moments where there was a lack of discipline, maybe a lack of, of mental focus that that ended up being the difference in in what we saw on on Saturday, and that's it. And it's it's it was kind of like a microcosm of yeah. how the entire season has went. You know, they've done well, they've pushed, and then when it comes down just to those small moments that make a difference, like and Austin's a really good team. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like if that's against a weaker team, who knows how that game turns out? But they're two young guys made two mistakes. It's going to happen. I mean, if you have a full strength team, who knows if those two guys maybe they're. They're still learning their trade. They're still trying to break into the team. So now, Peter Vermees would disagree because today he was very adamant on you know his position that he held over the weekend, where he's like, "Yeah, they're young, but they've been playing soccer their whole lives. Th- these rules aren't 
aren't new. You you it's know true. what you can and can't do, especially as it relates to the yellow cards. I get that, but if you're top of the league and that's the case, then maybe they play with a bit more freedom. They play with a bit more. They're able to express themselves. I mean, John Poulskamp's a, a big guy. He's a big character type. But when you're under pressure, when things aren't really going right, when it seems like Murphy's Law a lot yeah. of the time when, when sporting or playing, just and sometimes you play a bit within yourself, you change, you second guess yourself, and we kind of just seen that. It was a bit of petulance by Cam, just what within three minutes, and it leads to a red card. Suddenly the whole game's flipped. John Poole's camp, who I think's actually done really well since he came in, made a couple of good saves in Sacramento and stuff, and then just that one lapse in concentration and a good team, Austin will punish you. Yeah. They're going to create chances, they're going to make chances, and as I said, it's just that's kind of way this season has panned out. But there also were a couple of good flashes as well. Willie Agata, as you mentioned, I thought he played well as he was linking up well with the midfield and connecting. Uh, the strikers going forward and then Caden Pierre as well I thought had another good game from right back and this is just young guys that are coming in as I said learning their trade and it can only benefit sporting if they're learning these things look you make this mistake next time you go out you don't make that mistake you know it's it's always in the back of your mind and it can only help them the more experience that they get so not all doom and gloom you have another chance this week against LA Galaxy to kind of put a thorn in the side of a potential playoff chasing team so Let's be positive and look forward, I guess. Well, yeah. I, one quick thing. I think you make a really good point, and that is that for some of these young players who maybe don't have as much MLS experience or first-team experience with sporting, it is a lot harder to come into a team and, and play significant minutes, as we've seen with a lot of these young guys, when the team is in this position. When the team's doing well, it's easier. I, I don't want to say easier. I mean, it, it's always difficult going in and, and contributing. It's easier. You but can it, say it. But it's easier like when <laughs> yeah. your team's doing well, when everything's working, when things are, are clicking for everybody. And just I think the, the, the added pressure that comes with their position in the table and then kind of how they found themselves in games, you know, maybe unable to capitalize early and then maybe find themselves down a goal or find themselves uh, nil-nil against a team like LAFC who, who does come in and punish teams in the second half. That that creates a, a, a situation in the game that, that is – far more difficult than, you know, situations I think sporting maybe found themselves in last year. So a couple things to me when I look at it, this is, we talk about these mistakes that are made through the course of the game and, and how they end up, it's, 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 it is a bit of a, a groundhog day situation with the club right now where you feel like they play really well for 35, 40 minutes of the first half and they go toe-to-toe with a really good team. And you can even make the argument they play the better soccer through that time. But then some big mistake happens and that derails the process. And then and we're talking about this type of result afterwards. A couple things to me. Number one, the lack of goal scoring on the team right now is a killer in that regard because when this team falls behind, you can just sense that everybody in the place knows, okay, we're in trouble now because it's a real undertaking for the team to score goals. I think it's also starting to have an effect on the two guys you count on to score goals that are that are available right now in Johnny and Daniel because we've seen them score goals that, that they've missed here lately that, that they normally score all the time. And I just have to wonder if after a while the pressure of all that starts to, to, be. to build up on every single person out there on the field. So I think that, that magnifies – the scope of the mistakes, because when you make a mistake, you can't overcome it like you could last year by scoring two or three goals through the course of the game. Last year, there was this belief every time the team fell down, we're good. We got two or three goals in us today, even when we're on the road. Mm-hmm. That mentality's not there. That makes it tough. The other thing is, this is an indication to me of when you play in a parity-driven league like Major League Soccer, the margins become so much more important. 
There's a 28-point gap between LAFC and Sporting Kansas City right now. If you watched the first 60 minutes of that game the other day, would any, and you didn't know where they were in the standings, would anybody say those two teams are 28 points apart and at mm-hmm. the time, what, 25, whatever it was, you know, w- would you say that? No, you wouldn't. You'd say those are two pretty evenly matched teams. But when you have that, that makes all of those quote-unquote little things that much bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think that the message that Peter Vermees is trying to drive home right now is he's having to walk this balance of, we got to get these young guys out here. we got to get them to play. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to have to go through a growing and maturing process, and i got to stomach some of that. But I also have to make it clear that we can't tolerate some of it, You know mm-hmm. that it doesn't make it an excuse just because you're young to go make a mistake that crushes the entire team. Right. And some mistakes are bigger <laughs> than others too, right? Like forgetting to mark your man one time down the field is one thing, Forgetting that you have a yellow card three minutes later and then doing something that's going to be an obvious yellow card anytime you do it is another because and, and yeah. when your team's already played 120 minutes on a Wednesday. Well, and he also know? pointed out, too, you know, this isn't the only time that their team suffered from a red card this season and different scenarios. And I, and I think just the way in which Cam ended up getting sent off maybe uh, soured the taste just because of how soon he, you know, soon after the first yellow, he got the second. But Roger... Uh, getting the red in the RSL game put the team in a bad spot. Things right. kind of took a turn for the worse after that happened. Ordery getting the red against New England Revolution. That mm-hmm. kind of you know forced that game to, to take a different turn than it otherwise would. It usually does when a player gets a red card. Yeah. Um, but you know I, I think that's just something that you know Peter um, and you know he's always very as we know intentional with the message that he delivers to yeah. the media yeah um and and that was kind of the sense that i got after the game was hey he's not just saying this because he wants to just hammer down on cam right now i think he truly wants it to be something that he takes seriously moving forward and, and based on the the comments i i read from felipe hernandez after the game saying that cam was apologetic you know talking to the team um it, he acknowledges that and He's not a player who, you know, gets cards and games all the time either. So I, I would imagine he takes uh, what happened very seriously. And, and as, a, as a lesson, that's hard to learn, but one that, you know, I think will stick with him. Yeah, and, and he's, you know, look, we're looking about, we're talking a lot about the future right now because that's kind of one of the big things you need to focus on. And so it's, this is all about life. How do you react to it? You know, you make a mistake. We've all done it. We've all made big mistakes in our life. And how do you respond? And do you learn from it and change and, and go forward or not? And, you know, that's, that's going to be Cam's, you know, situation just like any other young guy on the team. The other thing I want to point out from the game, though, and, and look, this might be damning with faint praise. I don't know how – this is just my opinion on, on, on the situation. And I thought it was remarkable the way the team fought back in the second half of that game and put themselves in a position to to level the match. Down a man in 97-degree heat after playing 120 minutes on Wednesday and having your heart ripped out mm-hmm. in a season that doesn't seem to be going anywhere. You know, there are a lot of times when that is a perfect opportunity to shut it down and pout, and then you get beat 5-6-7-0. We see that across the league sometimes. We saw it happen in Portland earlier this year to Sporting Kansas City. And, and this team went out there and put themselves in a position where they have a shot from the penalty spot to level the match, and they were creating better chances than Austin was in the second half of the game. I know it doesn't matter in the end because they lost the game. 
But to me, when I'm looking, like I look at this team right now and I look at, okay, who's going to be a part of this going forward and who's not? Who wants to be a part of this mm-hmm. going forward and who doesn't? And I saw a lot of guys out there that seemed like they want to be a part of turning this around. And maybe part of some of the mistakes we're seeing is a little bit of that. I want so badly to do something to show that I have some fight in me, to to be a part of this, to get things going in the other direction. And unfortunately, the sport of soccer is one of 11 v. 11, where if you try to do more than your responsibility, you actually end up hurting the team a little bit, right? And so I, I do think, for me... That's a major positive to take away from this game. And, and I just I hope that every time when, when we see this team go out there against the L.A. Galaxy over the weekend, that same spirit is there. And I saw it. I mean, look, Johnny Russell's out there starting a game after playing 120 minutes, and he's doing his thing. Daniel comes into the game after playing that whole way in in Sacramento, and he's flying up the field, and he's making things happen. And you talked about Agata, and I think that Tommy's been a great addition. Um, So there there are things that show me that this team is – Still invested. There's no one down in tunes, yeah. like for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that, and don't. I don't think you should take that for granted. I don't no. think any of us should take that for granted. Because that does so happen. Like we have seen that other and yeah. uh, other Heck teams. Yeah. Like even before this point of the season, when teams, some players, when they come into the league and stuff, they don't really realize how tough it may be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the season just doesn't go for you, and you see them down in tools. But as you said, you're seeing. Like we're down to ten men. You're seeing Caden Pierre and Ben Sweat still bombing up the field, trying to create chances. And Caden's a young kid. He can be. It would be very easy for him to kind of shrink into himself and play within himself. But he's still taking chances, still wanting the ball, still trying to link up with the wingers, trying to create overloads and stuff, trying to get Sporting back into the game. And as you said, like we're coming towards the end of the season now. Sporting aren't mathematically out of it yet, but it it could have been easy for them to just yeah. Okay, I guess this is another game that we're not. We're not going to win, but they weren't. They were pushing. They were pushing. They ended up winning a penalty, and it doesn't yeah. go There's for them. There's always something to play for. There's always something to play for, whether it's collectively mm-hmm. as a team, individually your job, or, you know, I think with this group and, and just trying to, you know, maybe figure out what that looks like next year, specifically when it comes to, like, the young players who, who likely will be a big part of this team. This is not going to be a season, no matter how things end up playing out, that'll be for nothing. I mean, there's there's always something to gain, and I would argue there's maybe even more to gain when you go through adverse times um, where you kind of, that character's revealed, and I think the character of this team was revealed in that second half with how they responded, and I think the character will continue to be revealed over, you know, the remainder of the season to see what this team's fighting for, because in all my conversations, and sometimes you, you hear things and you're like, okay, it's not just like the public message, but Lip internally service, things yeah. are, you know, completely different, but I mean, the the dedication to continue to go out and win, even with where they're at right now, I, I think says a lot about some of the, the guys in this locker room and, and how they approach their jobs and how sporting collectively, of course, kind of, you know, looks at looks at a season. It's it's never they're never going to be a club that's like, eh. Right. Right. We're, we're done. Off. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with one of those guys that's bringing some of that positivity and energy. And boy, was he fighting hard for everything up top in that game against Austin FC. Willie Agata joins us next right here on the Sporting Kansas City Show presented by Michelob Ultra. Sporting KC fans take pride in supporting the team both home and away. When flying to away matches to cheer on the team, or anywhere for that matter, check out the Kansas City International Airport's new terminal progress at buildkci.com. 
You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back on the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB, wherever you stream your video content and get your podcasts. We appreciate you listening, subscribing, liking, and telling all your friends. And we are very happy to be joined now by the newest forward for Sporting Kansas City, straight from Nigeria. William Agata joins us on the show now. Thank William, you. how are you, man? I'm fine, thank you, and thanks for having me. Yeah. We're excited to have you here and a chance to get to know you a little bit better. It's and the first thing that I was saying to Ali is when I got the chance to talk to you on FaceTime, yeah. you were in Nigeria, you had signed the contract, yeah. but you hadn't had a chance to move here yet. Yeah. I said, this guy seems like the happiest guy <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. He just... He seems so full of positive energy. Uh, Is that you all the time? Uh, to be honest, you know, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be in this platform. And about me being happy, I think normally I'm always a happy person, you know. You know, it's we're in life, you know, we need to enjoy life. So, and the whole situation, you know, the whole thing and everything is just exciting, you know. That's why you made me in that mood. But I'm always like this, to be honest. I love it. Thank Embracing you. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's, that's a good way to be. Yeah. But I know that in your career, it hadn't always maybe been so happy and yeah. fun. You had mentioned when you first moved to Israel, yeah. your first big move in your career. Yeah. It wasn't easy. So can you talk a little bit more about what that time was like? Uh, Actually, at that time, you know, being, you know, a young boy, you know, really, really young, you know, living home, you know, living your dad, living your brother, living your homies, you know. You know how street used to be, you know. It's not that I'm really, really street, but you know how you always go back from school, you meet your friends, like, I mean, your childhood friends, but all of a sudden, you know, everything is just new. So the feeling is, like, a little bit awkward, but again, you know, you don't have option, you know, this is the only way to succeed, and when you call people back home, like, I miss you, they were like, come on, boy, if we have opportunity, we will leave you back home, don't worry, <laughs> everything will be fine. <laughs> but to be honest, it was, a f- it was a little bit tough from the beginning, but at the end, you know, that's why we are here, you know, and we keep working at the end of the day, you know, that's why we are here, this is the goal, you know, to keep pushing, and I believe in every successful part of, you know, every story, there must be a tough moment, you know. I think that was my own, you know, living home, and that was it. Okay, so yeah. let's let's go back to the, the home part. You yeah. mentioned dad and brother. Yeah. Describe your family for us. What kind of a family did you grow up in? Uh, actually, I was growing in the family of uh, three. I'm the middle one, so it's crazy. You know how it is, you know. The elder one will always send you, and whenever you're trying to send the youngest one, they'll be like, nah, leave him, he's a young. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. Mommy, daddy, you know, and my younger brother, uh, Ima his name, my older brother, Dele. So they're cool guys, but leaving them back home, everybody was a little bit sad, but at the end of the day, you know, it's exciting, you know. They know this boy is going out of, you know, out of the continent, not even the state, not even just the country, but out of the continent, playing in another country. They're so excited for me, but in another way, you know, they miss me and all this kind of thing. But it was fun, you know, amazing, amazing guys. What, what were your parents like? My dad, uh, cool guy. He used to play football before. Yeah? Yeah, he, he used to be a centre-back. He used to play with still all-timers, uh, but yeah? yeah, whenever I go home for vacation, I try to go, you know, play with him a little bit. And I tried to play from his side, so it was fun for people, you know, to see me playing from his side. My younger brother also, you know, he's playing football in the college. And so 
my older brother the same thing you know walking but it's, he don't like football that much but good guy you know okay you've yeah. talked about playing against your dad when you go home yeah. and just some fun pickup yeah. games and things like that yeah i know that you said you know his friends will laugh when you kind of beat up on him yeah. a little bit but yeah. what is something that your dad does really well that makes it hard on you as a center back defending a forward Actually, he don't keep the ball. Whenever I try to attack him, like to take the ball from him, he just pass and it's annoying. I really want to go and grab him. You know how it is, you know. And he'll be like, you think I'm just crazy? I will take, I will hold the ball. I'm like, hold the ball. I will take the ball if you keep it. He'll be like, I'm so smart and things like that. But it was fun though, you know, playing with your dad, you know. Though I didn't meet him when he was playing like really, really at his peak of his career. But it was fun, you know, to see your dad in the field or sometimes watching you playing. Fun, you know. So we're visiting with, with William Magada, and I think it's interesting to talk to people about where they played the game growing up because yeah. I think it describes a lot about yeah. how they play the game. We talked with Johnny Russell. Yeah. He played in the playgrounds in Glasgow, Scotland, and so a lot of it was about trying to dribble past your friends and yeah. see if you could embarrass them a little bit, put one through their legs, yeah. something like that. Um, and by the way, we got him sweating here because we, our air conditioner's <laughs> out here. It's, it's very okay. warm. Yeah, he's, it's okay. I, I don't know what it's the okay. climate's like in the Nigeria Bro, this time it's of hot, year. But it's, it's hot. hot it's hot back home. Trust yeah, me. So you're used to this. Nah, this is normal, bro. This is normal. It's okay, normal. good. Good. I'm glad you feel that way because nah, a lot of people get here and go, nah, what nah, in the world? Come on. It's normal. To <laughs> okay. Be you good. know how it is. Good. Okay, so good. It's normal for us here, too. Yeah. Um, but so, but so, you know, he talked about playing on the playground with his friends, and yeah. that's why he became such a good dribbler, one v one. What was playing soccer like for you in uh, Nigeria as a kid? How did you play it, and how did that inform you as a player? Uh, so for me, actually, you know, growing up as a kid, I, you know, these kids like they just grow, you know, bigger than like m bigger than their age. Mm -hmm. So I always grow like a little bit bigger than my, you know, peer groups. So the coaches always put me, you know, in most of most of the time I train with the older players, you know. Okay. So that developed me, like, because when I know if I'm holding the ball, they'll just kick me and just take the ball. So that's why you see most of my style right now, it's more on keeping the ball, you know. I try to play simple, you know, and most my coaches, my I remember my grassroots coaches, he was like, boy, you are a striker, just keep the ball, pass, you don't need to dribble too much. So like this. So I grow with that. So I learn, you know, not to keep the ball too much unnecessarily. You only dribble when you need to dribble. If not, you know, these, you know, all the players, they're so strong and they will just hit you. Sometimes you fall on the ground crying and they were like, come on, get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> so for me, it was like playing, you know, with the older team, you know, because I have like a really like strong, big genetics. So, and they just put me, you know, with the older player. But it was still, you can still feel the difference, but... That was how it developed me, you know. I try, you know, to play simple because, you know, you're playing with the older player. You don't want to do something crazy. So that was it for me. I think it helps me, you know, in order to know, like, not to hold the ball too much, something like that. So I'm not a dribbler that much. You know you know my style. So just try to help the team keep them, you know, take them out of pressure, help them to go out of pressure. But for me, I think I always play simple so that I would not lose the ball too much. And the coach will just send yeah. you out, you know. <laughs> yep. hey, it sounds like you were, you were playing to your strengths, too. You, yeah. You, you saw what you were good at and maybe yeah. taken some of those tips and, and used it to, to help you grow as a player. Yeah. So yeah. then what was it like playing in Israel? What was the biggest uh, change when you went there and started playing? Uh, actually, when I go there, you know, I, 
have like a good good coaches from back home you know back home in Nigeria but you cannot compare the level you know there with the kids you know they start playing at really really young age with the quality they teach them the basic things they need you understand but when i got there you know i just know i just need to use my power which is the speed which is the playing simple you know because you know most coaches they don't want you to lose the ball too much to them so i try to use my body uh keep the ball and then play simple so it was a little bit tough you know sometimes you see some players you no know, dribbling you just want to dribble like them but you know i i always like to be original you know like to be real you know you cannot because you just see someone doing something else you just want to be like him and i try to be myself all the time and hopefully you know and we keep growing like this you know this is why i'm here you know so i hope i keep on doing this the same well we saw it in the game against austin yeah. you did such a great job when when the team Thank was you. under pressure they Thank would lump you. it up the field and Thank you, you you were facing two big strong yeah, center backs they're so big bro but it almost looked to me like you were seeking out the contact <laughs> yeah. for them do you do you like the contact do you like that part of the game uh actually uh this is most of the times you know uh the situation always in the game because you know the strikers you always need to find you just need to find your your space you know and how you do that is always fighting this two center back you know and for me uh it's something that i am used to it you know because even in my formal team this is how we go mostly we go out of the pressure you know through me i try to help the team to keep the ball i'm not that big big but i try you know to help them go out of pressure but Again, you know, you just need to help the team, you know, with whatever you have, you know. If you have that power, just keep the ball for the team, help them go out of pressure. And I'm glad you guys enjoy, you know, watching me the last game. Thank you. No, it was uh it was it was good to see you play, you know, a full game because yeah. we'd seen you in uh in some spurts, but yeah. you know, I, something I got a chance to talk to Eric about was playing in front of the crowd at the home stadium at yeah. Children's Mercy Park. What was that like for you and have you ever played in front of uh you know a crowd like the one here in Kansas City uh, to be honest the fans here they are really amazing you know they are really amazing you know you see them you know you see them you know that hey boy you got people you know on your back you know trying to cherish you up they're so amazing to be honest i love them and i was opportunity you know to play in this kind of crowd you know sometimes we play with the big team you know the maccabi haifa and then some of the big teams in israel but here they always amazing you know they always support you and we love them to be honest all the boys and we have of the boys the team we want to tell them we love them and we hope they keep supporting us and we will keep giving our best in the field like god grace okay so one of the biggest moments you've had so far it came in, in the end it was a, it was a tough one because it was a loss in sacramento but yeah. you go up to the penalty spot and your first <laughs> one gets saved and you walked back and you were walking back to the line and i saw you you looked very upset yeah. jersey over the face yeah and then your teammates tell you, hey, you get to do another one. Yeah. Um, and then you go up, and, and Jacob Peterson and I were talking yeah. as you were walking back up to the spot. Yeah. What's going on through your mind? And I was thinking to myself, would yeah. I kick it in the same place yeah. and guess that the goalkeeper doesn't yeah. go that way? Yeah. Do I kick it the other way? Yeah. What was going through your mind as you walked back up to the spot the second time? Uh, to be honest, like at that time, it's not all about me anymore. You know, it's all about the team. It's all about the fans. It's all about everybody. You know, people back home. I remember talking with my brother. You know, before the game, he was like, "Bro, you just need to do something. I don't know when you're going in, but just you know, this is a big time." Blah blah blah. So, going back there, it's not just all about me. You know, I was going there for the team, for myself, for everybody. You know, 
and I know I, the only option I have is just to score. This is the only thing going on my mind, to be honest. And thank God, you know, I sent the goalkeeper to the other way, and then the ball go to the other way, you know, and it was a great goal, you know, good finish. The first one, it was like a little bit, you know, uh, trying to use a uh, uh, play with with the goalkeeper, but unfortunately it doesn't work. But the second one, I told you, I just go there to execute it. You know, I don't wait for nobody. I just do my thing, and thank God it went in. You know, I know it was a a tough loss for the team, and, yeah. and it there have been a couple of those. It yeah. was a tough week last week. True, true. Um, how has that been for you, just in the locker room? I, I know you want to come in and you want to do good. You want to make an impact, but, um, uh, but it's it's been hard for the team. Uh, to be honest, you know, we we all know, you know, the team is not in a good situation right now. A couple of games we didn't win, and we are not happy about this. To be honest, all the boys, you know, and but you know, it's something that you need to put your head straight. You know, to keep working. You know, to put the energy up. You know. It's not all about one game. We just need to do it a game after game after game like this. So we, 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 we the players, know our job. And by God's grace, you know, we keep working, you know, and hopefully we will get, you know, hopefully we will get more, 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 more performance. I believe all the boys, everybody know we need to do. We know we need to push, you know, a little bit, you know. But, but this, the team is not like in the place where it should be, to be honest, you know. But we, all the players, we 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 are, we are always doing everything possible to see that you know we push ourselves so that we start giving the team good results. Okay, so let's uh, let's move away from soccer now yeah. and, and talk about William Agata, the person, a little bit. Yeah. First of all, uh, I see your name listed as William. Yeah. But uh, a lot of the guys on the team seem to call you Willie. Yeah. What do you prefer? What how what should we call you? Oh, uh, you can call me Willie, but to be honest, like you know, when you go back home, you know, the people that knows you from childhood, you know, they like to, they like to call me Willie, Willie, you know, kind of, you know, with the accent of the African accent, like Willie, Willie. Okay. But back in Israel, people, most of the commentaries, you know, call me Agada because it's, it's like, it means like legend in their language. Agada means legend. Uh, yeah, legend. yeah, okay. that's what it means. So. Most of them call me Agada. My coach there back home called me Willie. So, Willie, Agada, I'm used to it. When I go back home, it's Willie, Willie. Israel is Agada. I hear some people here, mostly everybody preferred Willie. So, we go with Willie here. So, Agada means legend in Hebrew, yeah. in, in Israeli yeah, language? Yeah. So, okay, they, wow. that's why they like it, I think. Wow, yeah. that's pretty nice when you end up there. Yeah. So, we got a legend on our <laughs> I'm hands. I'm like right looking here. up, what does Agada yeah. mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember when I talked to you, you yeah. said you were so excited to come to the United States. Yeah. And I believe you told me you had never been to the United no, States No, first time. Yeah. yeah. What... Is it everything you thought, or is it? Did you have a picture in your mind of what you thought you were going to see? Uh, so to be honest, you no. Know, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, we always have like American films. You know, yeah. you watch the, the Rambo's, the Commandos. <laughs> growing, you know, you know, you know this kind of movie yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I was going up through my. I was like, so imagine what you will see first. I was like. Maybe you will see some people shooting movie on the street, you know, oh. things like that. <laughs> like and I was Hollywood, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, you know, it's, it's exciting, you know. Me, my boss, you know, Shaka, you know, we try, you know, he pushed me on this move. And I respect Geraldo. Shout out to Geraldo also. They tried to push this move and with the collaboration with uh, Casey. And I'm so excited, you know, you know, coming here to play football. It's, it's, some, it's, it's a big for me. You don't know how much it means for me. You know how... Uh, this young boy from Africa going to Israel and then second move out of Israel, it's like MLS league. Come on, bro. 
So my family, everybody is so excited for me, and they're all happy, you know. And I'm also excited to be here. Just you know, just want to get waiting, you know, patiently to continue enjoying football. Keep scoring for KC. This is the most important thing for me right now. Trying to focus on football. But to be honest, everybody is so excited for me back home. My formal team, my agent, Geraldo, Shaka, Dudi. These are the people we're working together. So I'm so excited to be here and just, you know, waiting patiently, you know, keep working hard to start scoring. You know, I can't wait to be honest. I swear, I'm so hungry. Mm-hmm. You don't know how much. So uh, any plans to get your family over here to a game or anything like that? Uh, I know it's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy, but I know, you know, Casey is so big, they will do that by God's grace. It will be easy, you know, through them. I know they will do it, you know, but I will wish, you know, someday, you know, my mom or my dad or my one of my brothers, you know, maybe they will come watch in the big stadium, one of the big stadiums we have here. It should be so exciting, you know, you know, for them to sit with the crowd, it will be like amazing, you know, for me. I, I just come, I can imagine how it would feel like for them, you know, to just sit in part of, to be part of this family, you know, with the crowd, you know, with the fans. And I know they will be like so excited about that. And I know Casey will do that. It's It's something in progress. John will fix that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cool hearing you yeah. talk about what this opportunity means because I, I do think yeah. that, you know, being able to recognize um, and, and be so grateful yeah, for... Yeah, I'm for so grateful, to be honest. It, it's not something yeah. that everyone's always oh. able to, to I do. Am, I am. Willie, if you could tell your younger self, yeah. like teenage yeah. Willie Agata before yeah. he made his first big yeah. move, if you could tell him anything, what would you tell him right now? I would tell him to be patient and things just keep working hard, you know. Things, it's not about, you know, just being, just having a big dream, but it's all about, you know, working hard, you know. When you work hard, things will f- will just go as plans, you know. And uh, the rest, he just leave the rest to God, you know. He will fix it, you know. Just keep working hard. God will fix the rest. And that's it. So something yeah. that I had a lot of fun with was when you had to go do the marketing shoot. Remember all the photos and yeah. videos? And <laughs> we were talking, and I asked you a few, like, fun questions, not, you know, as much yeah. soccer-related, but just more kind of get to know you. Yeah. And I asked you what your superpower would yeah, be. And I love, got probably love, love. Love, love, I swear, love. Always love, you know. You know, I, I don't know, you know. I don't know, maybe I'm too soft, you know, <laughs> when it no, comes never. to it. I don't know, but to be honest, you know, I just wish, you know, everybody, you know, we just love each other, you know, and just keep showing love, you know. You know, love is a beautiful thing, you know. You don't need to give someone everything. Just ask someone, how are you? Are you okay? It's something. This is love, you know, and it will mean a lot to him. So just love, you know. Make the world a much better love. place. That's it, I swear. Hey, you know what? Really Somebody told me this when you say that about being soft. Yeah. There's nothing soft about love because yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> Love is limitless. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you if you love the game of soccer, yeah. you'll give everything you have to it, right? If I you swear. love another person, you'll give everything you I have swear. to it. There's no limit to it. There's so no. it's actually the strongest thing. Yeah. There is. yeah, I just believe in that, you know. I just believe that's in great. that. Whatever you do, just show love, you know. Do it from your heart, and, yeah. and that's it, you know. So uh, 
Did you see the news that the Nigerian women's national team is coming to Kansas yeah, City? Yeah, 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 yeah. You gonna? Are you? Is that exciting to you? Are you gonna yeah, have a chance to go watch them. It's all exciting, that? you know. Yeah. I, but I don't think I'm going to be here when they're going to play. Yeah, we'll be oh, we'll be in LA. Yeah. 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 yeah, so but no. Problem. You might see people shooting movies on the streets <laughs> in LA though. That <laughs> right. can really happen there. That really does happen. In really? Los yeah. yeah. Not all the time, but yeah. if you go to the right places, yeah, you, okay. you can see it. No problem. Yeah. We'll see that. We might have a little bit of time. We'll try. Get Willie over to the. No to the I will be excited to be honest. I swear. Hey, maybe they'll pull you over to be an extra. No, that's the movie. Yeah, hey, William, we are so excited I to have I'm you. I'm so here. excited yeah. to be here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate. Love, love to the fans. You know, thanks. Thank you so much. You know, love, love, yes. love, love. Thank All you. All you need is love. Love. You really got a yeah. legend. Hey, you gotta uh, get that ready for like a future goal call. Or yeah, something. I know. I'm I, I'm starting to work on some things right now in my head. Uh, this is William Magada. We're gonna take a break. When we come back. Jacob, the answer, Peterson will join us yeah. next. Right after this on the Sporting Kansas City Show. You're listening to the Sporting KC Show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. And we're back to wrap things up on this edition of the Sporting Kansas City Show on your home for SKC Soccer, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Video content, podcast content, wherever you get it, YouTube, Spotify, all those things. We appreciate you watching and listening. And Michelob Ultra is our sponsor. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. I think Willie Agata needed a Michelob Ultra or two to rehydrate after he was. It's quite hot in here right now. He it was is. sweating. And he worked out earlier today. I think yes. his sweat glands were already going. Right. His were already activated. Um, it's very hot in here. And I, Nate, we were throwing him all the tough questions. We had, we, him, we yeah, had him under fire yeah, there. We got no, him under the, the, yeah, the, the hot it lights. It was great talking with lights. him. And then we handed his sweaty headphones to Jacob Peterson and didn't tell him. I don't know what so. you're talking about. These are great <laughs> headphones. Very. Jake, I like to give people a peek behind the curtains. Jacob's like, I can't believe you just gave me these and didn't say anything. Didn't say a word to you, did we? We're just bad teammates. I don't know what you're talking now, about. These are great. In okay. our defense, only his forehead was sweaty, so yeah. that doesn't, you know, how are we to know? Yeah, we didn't know. Not the ears. No, we didn't. I didn't think about ear sweat. I didn't. But um, Jordan Burrell doing a phenomenal job, you know, producing We the love show. you, Willie, by the way. Uh, yeah, he's, dude, incredible guy. By the way, in all seriousness, what a he's the kind of guy you just want to talk to because he puts you in a good mood he makes you feel positive he gives you energy uh and he seems incredibly grateful to be here and then he goes out on the soccer field the other day and plays bigger than his body would indicate he should what did you make of the performance you saw from uh from William Magada over the weekend well first off uh, obviously the red card means more for the team and the loss and everything, but I was disappointed with the red card just based solely on seeing what, what Willie could do up there for 90 minutes or at least you know, 75, 80, as long as he could go with all 11 players out there and proper service because really after that after the red card, he has to drop in and he's basically like a midfielder there mm-hmm. and it kind of takes away. I mean, I think he still did a good job and holding up the ball, we talked about it on the broadcast, but willing to battle with some big guys. Even when Romagna came in the second half, Romagna is one of the biggest center backs in the league, and, and Willie was still able to fight him off and then take a good first touch and keep the ball for the team. And, and it, it's something that I think we kind of took for granted with Alan Polito and how good he is holding up the ball, even though Alan's not the biggest guy, but he's able to, to use his body well to position himself in between the, the ball and the defender and able to hold it off. And Willie did did that really well, holding up the ball. And then he also had some moments when, out on the counter, where he, he made a good run in behind, would, would cut it back, would find the next pass, and 
to that one corner kick where he shed his man and then got a snap oh. header off, and it just happened to go right into the defender. But that's the type of things that we haven't seen a, a whole lot from Sporting this year. On a corner kick, I can't remember the last time a guy beat their man one-on-one -on -one and then was able to get a free header. So a lot of positive signs, um, but I feel kind of cheated. Because of that red card, I didn't see the full picture, I, I don't think, uh, of Willie. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, even though we did get to see him you know, for the whole game, Gosh, you wonder what that Sporting KC team would have looked like in that second half if they would have had, you know, all their all their players on the field because the way that they had been playing up to that point was just it was so promising and, and even the way that they responded after the red card, we talked about that earlier in the show, Jacob. I mean, you add that player back and it and it, especially factoring in, you know, Peter's changes that he was planning to make there in that second half, easily a game that Sporting could have gone out and gotten a, a point or three. Okay, so now let's uh, let's focus our attention forward to the LA Galaxy, who come to town, and like the other Los Angeles team, there's a lot of big names on the roster, or at least a few really big names. But unlike the LAFC team, the results haven't been there to match up to it quite so far this year. What do you make when you take a look at this Galaxy team? What do you make of them overall as they come to town? I don't know, and that's that's kind of a I, I think a, a strange thing at this point of the year where you don't really know what to expect from a team. Galaxy can get on a run where they win three games in a row, or, or they play really well for four games. It's like okay, maybe this is a contender. And then there are times when they go on you know, three game winless slides where it's just like man, these guys can't do anything right. So it's a weird, it's an enigma kind of trying to figure out who they are, but. Two with their formations. Uh, I mean, they're switching up. Do they put Jovalich out on the field? Because we talked about it yesterday. I mean, he's got nine goals, two assists, and, and as far as goals per minute, he, he's top in the league right now. But he's not a consistent starter. And because you can't take Chicharito off off the field, I mean, he's got seven goals, and you know the he's one of those big names that you're talking about. But I, I still think they're trying to figure out their their identity, which. Honestly, it's probably not a good thing at this point in the season, but they are kind of battling right there for that playoff line. Like, they're in the thick of it. So if they figure out what type of team they are, I mean, they could go on a, a little run to, to at least climb up there, get a better better seed in the playoffs. Yeah, well, and especially, like, you'd think at this point in the season, too, when players have kind of shown you who they are, don't you want your strongest players or your key contributors on the field? Like, as much as you can. There's something interesting <laughs> there because, you know, the he's... The Galaxy as an organization, yeah. too, though, is just, I mean, you, you look at some of the big signings that they've had and how that has not correlated to playoff appearances or, or, or postseason success. It really is fascinating just because, I mean, this is a team that is still very much in playoff contention, but are they going to find themselves in a situation that they were in last year? I mean, they've got just as much to play for as anybody right now and probably a little bit of pressure as well. Well, they, those, those big names haven't re resulted in the postseason success or success in general lately, right? Like when yeah. they had Robbie Keane, when they had Beckham, you know, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, Beckham and, and, and obviously Landon Donovan and stuff, they were winning and all that. But now there's also that competition in the, in the city itself for what they're trying to be. Greg Vanny, I'm curious your thoughts on him as he comes there. I mean, he, you know, he, he brought that, that winning pedigree from Toronto to, uh, to the Galaxy. Are you seeing some fingerprints on what he's doing there now? Yeah, I, I played with Greg in Colorado. Um, very, even as a player, you knew that he was going to be a coach. He's one of those thinking type of guys where out on the field, he, he almost is an extension of the coaching staff. And, and you knew that he was going to be a good coach. And then in Toronto, 
it took him a little bit, and they actually were patient with him in Toronto because that was something that up until that point Toronto was not doing at all. They were going through coaches you know, every season, basically. But they gave Vanny some time, and, and they thought he built. Granted, he had the spending power. They went out and got some big, big-name players, which certainly helped. But he was able to kind of mesh all those pieces together, and, and it worked up there. L.A., again, they're trying to figure it out. And I think they're a good team. They have good pieces, but they, they don't have the star powers, the, the true difference makers that uh, they did in, in Toronto. And, and it's hard to get right, but I don't think all of their signings have been the best. But I think Greg Vanny will eventually get the best out of this group because he is a really smart and, and a good coach. And, and sometimes guys like that can can overthink it a little bit where he's trying different things to try to see what fits. But uh, I think he'll eventually he'll get it right because he's shown in Toronto he certainly knows how to win. When it comes to, like, sporting, though, going into this game this weekend, I'm curious from your standpoint, coming off of what was a really tough week, but a game against Austin where there were so many positives and you do have guys now with more minutes together and specifically Eric, Tommy, and Willie Agata. Like, what what do you see this sporting team looking like or, or – what kind of potential do they have to grow into to something that is closer to maybe being what they wanted to be earlier in the season? Well, I think the the best part about this week is that the team has a full week yeah. uh, of training. Coming off of the three losses last week, the definitely the low point of the season, and there's no getting around that, right? And we talked about it in the lead up to to the Austin game. It it's just been a tough week, and mentally it's draining. So guys needed to take day off yesterday and you know, the regen on Sunday just to kind of get rid of that last week and, and then kind of build into it, focus, try to forget about it as much as you can and focus on, on the Galaxy. But I think it doesn't really matter who we're playing at the weekend, I, I don't think. I think this week is really about, okay, guys, look, we, we got some Eric Tommy in, Willie God is in, what's going to be our formation, what's going to be our future, and, and try to attack it like that because playoffs – Line, we know it's getting harder and harder. Um, it's still possible, but you almost have to win out. Uh, but I think most important is just getting this week down and, and talking about things, getting Daniel Shallowy and Eric Tommy on the same page, and just getting yeah. reps w with that, what you think is your first choice group. I think that's going to be the most important thing. And, and the team on the weekend, it doesn't really matter who they're playing. It's about sporting, looking inside and figuring out who, who they want to be. So the Sally Galaxy team do have a game on Wednesday night against Chivas de Guadalajara in the League's Cup. So it'll be interesting to see the way Greg Vanny decides to balance that competition when his team is still very much fighting for a playoff spot at the same time. So maybe take a look at that on Wednesday night, and then we'll see what we have on Saturday. 7.30 on 38 The Spot and on the Sporting KC app and on Sports Radio 810 WHB as well. Jacob, thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. We'll see you Saturday night. I'll be there. All right. He'll be there. Allie will be, be there, too. <laughs> Allie Trost. I, I, think I've, I think I've gone Trost every time. I didn't go Trost Martin. I think I've, okay. I've, I reverted back we're, to we're getting closer. working on it. Allie Trost Martin, thank you so ATM. much. Yeah, ATM for joining us on the show. Thanks to William Agata as well. Jordan Burrell with the uh, with the snappy Kleenex uh, situation as well. Uh, and thank you to Michelob Ultra for supporting us and Connor McCourt. Uh, mentioned him first segment of the show. Michelob Ultra, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. We'll see you next time on the Sporting Kansas City Show.